0: Welcome to Soul Bodied. This is your host, Anna Kinkiela. This is a sacred space where we hold conversations on what it means to honor the fullness of our humanity and the expansiveness of our divinity. In this space, we embrace the complexities that are inherent in all of our experiences, welcoming in the messiness of all that we are as a pathway to knowing, embracing, and embodying the fullest expression of our soul in the human realm. We talk about leadership, embodiment, social change, psychology, spirituality, conscious business, quantum creation, politics, nature, movement and the body, relationships, building communities of true connection, and anything else that guides us deeper into leading from a place of wholeness and belonging within ourselves, and with each other. Hello, dear ones, and welcome to Soul Bodied. This is your host, Ana Kinkela. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the inner perfectionist. In my work with clients, I tend to work with really high-achieving leaders, And one of the ego parts that shows up the most often in the work is the perfectionist. The perfectionist is a part that aims to protect us from unpredictable things happening. It's an ego part that usually has origins in some form of trauma. And so what I mean by trauma is it's a very wide definition of trauma, either a capital T trauma. So capital T trauma could be like a car accident, you know, or some type of life-threatening event in general, or a lower T trauma, which could be relational trauma. So maybe you are criticized by one of your parents a lot and as a result, you have this part of you that emerges in protection so that you don't have to feel like a failure, so that, so that you don't feel like you are behind. And the perfectionist really regulates your work, regulates how you show up, so that you get straight A's, so that you do everything the best that you can. Therefore, trying to prevent further criticism from your parents. And so that's just one example, right? This can show up in a lot of different ways. But essentially, the perfectionist is a part of us that controls a lot. And it believes that by controlling something, controlling how you show up, how you present your work, how you present yourself, that you can protect yourself from experiencing some kind of pain, right? And as such, the perfectionist tends to hide our true self, right? It tends to want to keep things neat. It doesn't want things to get too messy in life. And therefore, the perfectionist sometimes regulates and puts other parts of us into compartments or sweeps them under the rug because they don't fit the mold of how someone should look, how someone should be in the world. And this can show up in a lot of different ways in your life and in your business. Um, A very simple way I see it showing up is, for instance, when entrepreneurs are wanting to put their work out into the world, the perfectionist arises and keeps on sending the message that no matter what you create, it's not good enough and that you need to go back to the drawing board and continue to make it better and better. So this in turn prevents people from sharing their work and from fully creatively expressing who they are. Right? Because so much of our creativity flows out in our work if you're an entrepreneur at least. And one of the biggest hurdles is overcoming this inner perfectionist so that you can grow through through your work. And so that you can really start to show yourself to the world. There's this internal fear from the perfectionist that is all about rejection or criticism or, you know, this isn't how you're supposed to be doing it. This isn't who you should be. And so there's a preoccupation with doing it, quote unquote, right, being the right kind of person. This also shows up in relationships, right? We hide parts of ourselves because we fear rejection from other people. And there might be this tendency to want to show up perfectly or be the perfect kind of partner or be the perfect kind of friend. And so oftentimes, if the perfectionist is present in relationships, you might be stuffing feelings away and not really voicing your needs to other people um, because there's this need to please and be accepted for fear of not being loved. The inner perfectionist is a gatekeeper of the image that you put out to the world and to other people. And in so many ways, we all have an inner perfectionist. It's just the degree to which the inner perfectionist shows up for us in our life is going to be different. And it is something that is culturally a part of our story. So we are a culture that is pretty obsessed with perfectionism, that on the whole doesn't like to be messy. And we don't talk about the necessity of messiness in our culture. That it's actually okay to be messy and that that's part of the human condition. And so there is this tendency in our culture to glorify being perfect versus normalizing being messy. As with any ego part that we have, there's a good reason why these parts of us are present in our experience. These parts of us have helped us to survive in so many ways So the invitation here is to understand the role of the perfectionist in your life. How has the perfectionist helped you, served you, contributed to you surviving in some way in the environments that you've been in? Underneath the perfectionist is usually a deep fear of being seen. And again, we all have this to varying levels. It's a very vulnerable thing for us to be seen by other people. And some of us might associate more fear with that than others, depending on our experiences. So to be vulnerable in front of others, to be seen in front of others, means that we are giving someone the opportunity to say, I don't love you. I don't actually like what I see. And of course, understandably, that causes a lot of emotional pain. And so generally speaking, we've experienced that in circumstances, or we've interpreted that the way that someone's acted towards us has been some type of rejection or a dislike of who we are at our core. And so this perfectionist part of us really arises as a way to protect against that. It regulates then what parts of us we show to who and what often then ends up happening is that it makes it harder for us to fully connect with others because in one way or another that survival mechanism that's there for a reason from past experiences is blocking your true self from being fully expressed in your life in your world A really good question to ask the inner perfectionist is what it's most afraid of. If you can determine the deepest fear of this part of you, it will help you to understand exactly what it's protecting you from. And once you can name a fear, once you can see it, once you are more aware of it, then it has less control over you right it's only when our fears are invisible or we run away from our fears and not turn towards them that they have the power to control how we show up in the world so if we ask the inner perfectionist what it's most afraid of if we can witness the fear that can already in and of itself create a lot of beautiful energetic shifts in the space and once you're aware of the deeper fear of this perfectionist part It also gives you room to start practicing how to step into this fear, how to take action despite the fear. So for instance, if you are afraid of being seen by others, what are some ways that you can start to reveal yourself to people in your life that can start to teach the body that it's actually safe to be seen, and that the more you speak your truth, the more anchored in yourself you become, right? That there is a sense of power in the act of allowing yourself to be seen. So much of the way that we unravel the inner perfectionist is about teaching our body, rewiring our body into understanding that it is safe to be messy, it is safe to be seen, and that being our whole self in our life and in our business has actually very positive outcomes for our well-being and for our overall happiness, right? Because When we are our full selves in our relationships and in different environments, then we give ourselves the opportunity to fully receive what we desire. If we don't voice our needs, if we don't voice our truths and our opinions, if we hide ourselves from other people, then we don't have a chance to have the people who truly matter to be able to love us in our wholeness and in our complexity. It's important to acknowledge that, you know, even though the more we open ourselves up to other people, right, the more that we speak our truths, the more we put down the mask that the perfectionist can often put up, the more that we are going to be able to receive love and really allow ourselves to sink into the power of who we are. There are inevitably always going to be spaces where we do create more opening for us to be criticized by others or for people to actually say, no, that's not for me. Right. And that is a side effect of us being who we really are because we weed out the people who don't truly resonate with us, but then we also attract the people who do fully resonate for us. And within that space, you know, there are going to be feelings of rejection that come up. There are going to be parts of you that are going to feel unloved and that is going to feel painful. The gift that lies behind this kind of rejection, right? In other words, when you show yourself to someone and if someone rejects you in some way, the gift of that space is learning how to be okay with not everyone liking you. And ultimately, if we want to live a life where we are safe to be seen for who we are, and if we want to lead a business where we are showing up as our true selves, where we are creating from this place of truth within, then we do have to teach the body how to feel safe in not being liked what oftentimes happens in times when we get rejected in times where someone says i this isn't for me i actually don't like you i don't like that is that there's an additional layer of interpretation that gets put on that which says because this person doesn't like me that means there's something wrong about me right we tend to take someone's judgment someone's rejection of what we put out into the world or who we are as a signal that we are somehow wrong or bad and that because this person rejected us that no one else can love us and that we're going to end up continuing to get rejected and continuing to not be loved by other people A core human need is to be loved, is to be accepted, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the important part of the work is to be accepted and loved by the people who are in true resonance for you, who are in true alignment for you. We are not meant to be loved and accepted by everyone. We're just meant to be loved and accepted by the right people for us. And oftentimes what the perfectionist is doing is it seeking to actually be palatable to the most amount of people. It's seeking to not make any mistakes so that they don't receive any kind of judgment or repercussion from anyone around them. And of course, most of the time, none of this is very conscious, right? That the way that the perfectionist functions in the world is under the guise of being the best that you can be. And we certainly live in a world that encourages that, right? We live in a world that really values achievement and success in all of these different forms. And therefore, you know, having an inner perfectionist that drives you towards, quote unquote, being the best that you can be is not a bad thing, right? In quotation marks, there's really no good or bad necessarily. It's just... You know, how is this helping you and how is this blocking you? And so in so many ways, the perfectionist can absolutely be such an integral part of how you've been able to achieve career success or business success or how you've been able to work alongside a lot of different kinds of people and get along with them and create partnerships and all of those things. And at the same time, what does being the best that you can be, what is that costing you? Most of the time, I find that people who have inner perfectionists that are very strong are exhausted. They are exhausted by constantly being on, by constantly having to be better and do better. And there's never a sense of oh, I'm finally good enough, or this is finally good enough, or I'm finally ready, right? There's this readiness question that comes up with the perfectionist as well. And so you might be receiving intuitive guidance to do something or to put something out into the world or to take a risk on something. And the inner perfectionist might come up and say, no, you're not ready. This isn't good enough. You still need to do all these trainings to become certified as X, Y, and Z in order to be able to open up this business. Or you need to wait to launch your group program because there are all these little things that need to be tweaked or... You aren't ready to fully show up in this relationship or commit to a relationship because you're still working on yourself and you need to be better before you can have this kind of partnership with someone, right? So, there's all these different ways that the inner perfectionist can make a really good argument that seems based in very rational thought. And as a society, we do value rational thought. So, The perfectionist can make a very convincing argument that there's reason to wait, that there are reasons why you still don't have X, Y, and Z, and it's because you need to be better in all of these different ways, right? And then cue in the inner critic that shows up and all of these other voices in the head that get triggered just from that. I'm not good enough, right? I need to do better, I've been doing all this internal work and I can't seem to get there wherever there is. And so it's a little bit like this roller coaster, this hamster wheel in your mind that just continues to go, go and go. And there's no foreseeable ending. Like there's no point at which you arrive, right? The first thing we all need to recognize is that there is no arrival, There is no destination. There's really no point at which you are going to feel 100% ready. There's no point at which you're going to feel 100% safe to be seen, to be vulnerable. There's no point at which that will feel fully okay for you. And so the key to unraveling the perfectionist, to tending to the perfectionist, is that you have to be willing to take imperfect action to press the send button. You have to be willing to show yourself even when you don't feel completely ready in front of people that feel safe to you, that have shown themselves through their actions that they are safe. And to allow yourself to be messy in the process, right? To allow yourself to be imperfect with what you send out to your email list, to allow yourself to be imperfect with the people that you love, Trusting that you will be accepted by the people who are meant to stay. And so the muscle that really has to be flexed energetically on the other side of the perfectionist is this deeper trust that you're going to be loved and accepted, that not everyone is going to leave you if you truly reveal yourself. And that even if you put something imperfect out into the world, that it's okay to be learning, it's okay for it not to be perfect, and that, you know, maybe actually people are, A, okay with you getting it wrong sometimes, and B, that most people actually don't even notice when you've made some kind of perceived mistake from your vantage point. And finding safety in that Space, finding safety in the unknown of what might happen if you release something that you don't believe is fully ready, and finding safety in the space of perhaps being rejected by some people, and really rewiring your brain to understand that actually rejection is a way of you getting closer to the people and to the message in your business, to the clients in your business that are truly aligned for you. Because when we are in more alignment, that means that we are more in our energetic vibration and the essence of our energetic vibration, which makes our life and our business that much more easeful and that much more in flow. So that every rejection is actually just bringing you closer into that ease and flow that I think we're all desiring in our life in one way or another. So there's a lot of restoring that gets to happen in this space of what it means to be rejected and how rejection or people not seeing you the way that you want them to see you doesn't mean anything about you as a person. Right, that there's no additional interpretation that's happening on top of the rejection as you being either bad or good, because all of us are a mixture of both of those things, and that that's actually one of the beautiful things about each one of us and what makes us unique, and therefore what makes us even more lovable to the people who really count in our lives. And this works the same way in our business. There have been so many times where I've put out posts or, you know, group programs or meditations that my inner perfectionist was saying, you know, this isn't really as good as it should be, and maybe you can make some tweaks, and maybe you need to, like, test it first in this way, or maybe you need to ask this other person's opinion, where I was really doubting my own inner knowing of my own words and my own content and what was being channeled through me. And when I let go of the expectation that it was going to be received well by everyone or that it was going to be perfect, when I was just able to release it out into the world, I was also able to receive a lot of positive feedback. And for a lot of people, the things that I've often considered the most imperfect are the things that have resonated the most for them. And so, don't underestimate the power of how your imperfection can actually inspire someone else, right? Don't underestimate the power of you just sharing yourself openly and how that impacts another person's day and another person's understanding of themselves. And don't underestimate how you showing up imperfectly in your partnerships, in your friendships, helps to actually deepen the connection with you. Because whenever we're trying to put up a mask, whenever we're trying to perform in a certain way or be perfect for someone, we can energetically sense that in the space, right? The other person can sense that. We can sense when there's a mask, and we can sense when we are showing up as our real selves in the space. And when we're willing to be messy with each other, when we're willing to put down the masks, we actually build deeper connection. Even if there's pain there, even if there's complexity and all of these emotions that are circling in the space, when we really connect, we actually build deeper love for each other. And so these are things that you might even intellectually understand or your brain might know and recognize But the practice of it in the everyday can be so challenging because your body is in reaction mode, right? And this comes back to the perfectionist emerging as a result of some type of trauma that was experienced. And so the body kicks into survival mode and tries to protect itself. Even if it doesn't seem rational, it is rational to that part of you that you know, is still reenacting what happened in the past in some shape or form energetically. And so in this space, as we're teaching the body to feel safe, to feel more and more safe to be seen, what we're also doing is we're recognizing the inner child parts of us, the past versions of us that have experienced things, situations, people, which have made it feel unsafe for us to be who we are that have maybe prompted us to, you know, want to control our environment, to want to control ourselves in such a way that we're always trying to be better and do better. When we can acknowledge that these are past versions of ourselves that are showing up in our present moment experience, that can often create a lot more room a lot more space to move and take a different kind of action step in the moment. So when we're noticing the perfectionist tendency, if we can just acknowledge the younger version of ourselves that might be presenting in that moment and say hello to her, really see maybe even what she needs in the moment to feel more safe And for you as the adult, as the present moment self, to then be able to give that to that younger version of you, to comfort her, to make her feel safer or him safer, and to then be able to turn and take the action step anyway, hit send on that email, post, share something vulnerable with your partner, whatever it is. This is where we have the opportunity to stretch into the next level of our embodiment, right? That it's recognizing and bringing awareness to the pattern. Then that creates the space for us to give ourselves, give our bodies what we need to feel safe. And then we can take the action step that's in alignment with our highest good, And the action step then over time teaches us, oh, it is safe to be here. And that when we give ourselves what we need in the moment, that we're also teaching ourselves, oh, I can give myself what I need. I don't actually need someone else to validate, to hold me. I can also do that for myself and it's going to be okay. I can feel safe in me. So all of these things come together over time, they accumulate over time, and then they start to really shift how the perfectionist shows up in your life. And this isn't about getting rid of the perfectionist, right? These parts of you that have emerged over time aren't just going to disappear. They're going to be there in some ways, right? And they're going to keep on teaching you how to move forward and how to grow, how to continue growing, it's more about doing this work of unraveling the perfectionist to the point where you can start to feel safe being yourself to the point that you can start to feel safe being messy. Um, because messiness is really where the growth is. Messiness is where the connection is. Messiness is how you learn through action we can't learn, we can't grow without taking some action steps. So if the perfectionist is always keeping you from taking action and being who you are, then there's only so much opportunity for you to grow over time, right? So it's not about getting rid of the perfectionist. It's just about energetically working with the perfectionist so that it's not always taking the front seat of your life and business so that you have more opportunities to actually put the highest self in the driver's seat of the bus. And that way you're able to stay in alignment and that way you're able to stay in your truth. And the more fully expressed you are in the world, then the more contentment that you're also going to have within yourself. And the more you're going to be living a life that is a reflection of the true you. So I just encourage you to sit down with a hot cup of tea and with your journal and your pen and to invite the inner perfectionist forward so you can have a conversation with it. And, you know, you can do this by recognizing a recent moment where the perfectionist was very present in your experience, where you noticed it, where you had awareness of it. And you can find it in your body, right? And tune into what part of the body gets activated when you're having these perfectionist thoughts. And then allow yourself to dialogue with it like a person, you know, either through your journal, kind of responding back and forth or through a visualization, a meditation, and allow that part to share with you its fears, its hopes, the things that it needs, and build a relationship with it. That is one of the best ways that you can start to bring more awareness to how the inner perfectionist might be coming up in your life. And it also really provides the space for you to start to energetically shift your relationship to it. And then through this kind of relationship building, you're able to more and more Start to take messy action, start to show up more vulnerably, and start to really tap into the power of being who you are in your wholeness, right? That you don't have to hide all of these parts of yourself to be safe, that there is a way for you to be safe in all of you, regardless of how others might react to you speaking your truth, And that this is really a beautiful place to be and a beautiful place to grow into. And that it's something that you're going to continue doing throughout your entire life, right? There is no arrival and you don't need to be better or do better. You are doing enough in this very moment. You are enough in this very moment. And you get to show up right now. And be who you are without needing to do any more work. And you get to show up and provide value to your people, to your audience, without needing to do more or be more. You are ready right now to show up as yourself. People are waiting to hear your message. People are waiting to be in deeper connection with you people really crave and want deeper connection with you in all different areas of your life because ultimately I think that's what we all really want and the more we can allow ourselves to be messy and imperfect the more we're going to actually be able to see each other and model that for each other thank you for joining me for today's episode i hope this was of service to you and I'd love to invite you to write a review, a written review of the podcast on iTunes. It really helps the podcast become more visible. I so appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate your time and your attention here, and I will see you next time.